I mean, the world kind of shakes in a way. You look very happy talking yeah, about I it. Am. Your yeah, eyes yeah. sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was probably the most, the happiest moment of my life. Definitely. Yeah. Welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Åsa Holstein. I'm absolutely passionate about helping women to believe in themselves and to find their inner power during the preparation for birth. My deep knowledge about birth is acquired from working as a midwife for more than 15 years here in Stockholm, helping many, many women before, during and after birth. Finding your inner power and trusting the process will help you during birth, in the postpartum period, hell yeah, throughout your whole life. So I have set out on a mission to find empowering stories about birth, and there are lots of them. In this episode, we will hear Clara's powerful story on how she found the courage to opt for a vaginal birth the second time around, after a pretty traumatic first birth that ended with a C-section. This is a podcast with women for women. Hi, Clara, and welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast. Thank you, Asa. Great to have you here. Great to be here. You're the mother of three. Yes. And you're going to share your second birth with yes. us today. And it was actually a vaginal birth after a cesarean. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about what emotions and feelings and experience you brought into the second pregnancy. Uh, my first birth was pretty traumatic it was a yeah very traumatic experience for me and i was very afraid when i went into my second pregnancy i was very afraid that the same thing would happen again that it would end up with a c-section yeah, that it would yeah. end up with a c-section mm -hmm. and not only the c-section i was really afraid of that but, but the whole experience the same thing what would you say made this first birth experience so traumatic for you it was several factors but uh, first and foremost i think it was that i felt i didn't have any advocacy that i was powerless that i wasn't able to move or to do the things I wanted to, and everything went wrong mm. that could possibly go wrong to me. Okay, so how did this experience reflect on how you prepared for the second birth? First and foremost, we we didn't want to go back to the hospital where my first son was born. I it was that bad I could barely even walk into the hospital building every time I, I had to go there for, for other reasons. Mm. And every time I did so, I really felt this, <gasps> mm. <laughs> like I can't, and I re just realized I can't give birth there. So we uh, decided we go for another hospital and we found this really small place with just like two, two, two labor rooms and really small. So what kind of emotions rose when you understood that birth was on? That it had started for the second birth. No, I got pretty excited, I think. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really afraid then, no. Because the second birth started a little bit different. Well, it also started with like contractions. But they, I kind of, I felt that this was a bit different. It was progressing it faster. And the contractions were 
from the beginning more regular, very was like 20 minutes, half an hour in between. So nothing really, but still I felt almost from the start that this wasn't going to be the long pre-labor I had before. I felt excited, but still, of course, as you always do when you when you enter labor, that like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, like excitement and fear and everything. Yeah, a mix of yeah. emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were you when this birth started? Can you remember that? Yes, um, I was shopping with my son when I felt the first like real painful contraction. I thought, well, hey, this could be something. <laughs> and then I got a little bit excited and I was like, should I call my husband or should I not? And, but I decided, no, I go to sleep with my son, like for having a nap together with him. And if it's still on after, after I slept, then I will call him and like give him a warning at least. And I slept and I didn't really feel that much, but still I was like, but there is something. So I could, I had to call him anyway. But then I was like, yeah, maybe it started. Just so you know. But maybe you should prepare not to go back to work tomorrow. I totally. And then you went to the playground and you stayed in the playground. And yeah. then after that, what did you do? Did you go home? Go then? home, cook. I just carried on as, as usual. And then my husband came home as usual and then, yeah, it just continued. And then, then I put my, my son to sleep and I said, well, probably I won't be here tonight. When you wake up, then your grandparents are coming and they will take care of you. And I heard my, my husband was sitting in the sofa and listening to this. And I was like, well, sure not. You don't have to tell him that. <laughs> but I was completely sure this would be. You felt it in yeah, your body. Yeah, I felt it, yeah. yeah. And then I went out and we watched telly together and then the contractions came really much closer and we had this um, contraction timer so we had to stop the video we, we, we watched every time and then we saw there was like three minutes in, in between contractions or something like that. And then he was like, oh yeah, maybe this is something. <laughs> so then he started to believe in you. Though. Yeah, he did. And we called the hospital and they told, like, then they told us to come basically. So we called the grandparents and we went there and this was about 10, 11, I think, in the evening. Yeah. And how did you cope with the contractions mm, while being at home? Well, I think this was, I was really calm. Mm. Yeah. Except from when my, my, my husband's father came, I kind of stopped everything a little bit. Oh, him arriving, stopped <laughs> yeah, the contractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, and why I was that, you think? Disturbed. <laughs> He was like, you. maybe I could, I could, I could drive you. He said because we were borrowing their car. That was the plan that we would take their car. And I was like, no, you're not driving. My husband is driving, and then I felt like everything stops. <laughs> you wanted to stick to the plan, then? Yeah, I wanted uh, to stick mm -hmm. to the plan, and I didn't want him around. I think either I, I, I love him. It's nothing so, but I just needed to be with my husband and no one else. Okay, yeah. so he wasn't your <laughs> no. birth partner no, of choice. Exactly, no. <laughs> but isn't it so funny that, you know, one person's energy or presence can like totally make the contractions go away yeah. or make it stop? Yeah. That's how weird. sensible it is, especially yes, in the beginning is. before yeah. it becomes yeah. really yeah. active yeah. Yeah. because exactly. then almost nothing yeah. can stop yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay, so true. you left home in their car. 
in their car without without him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, we um, went there and was really fast. Was no traffic at all late in the evening. So that was great. And I came there. And then the, the, the car ride, I actually stopped it a little bit as well. And I was prepared for that. That the contractions yeah, would cease. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. But they started soon thereafter, as soon as we arrived. And there were two midwives, I think, there. And they were like really meeting us up at the door, at the entrance, because it was closed. It was late in the evening, so they had to come and open for you. <laughs> and we walked the stairs up to the labor ward, and I was like, oh no, I can't walk. Why can't I take the lift? But obviously, <laughs> this did only good. <laughs> then we were alone in the room for quite some time, I think about two hours before she examined me. Were you able during this time to move around? Yeah. yeah. Or how did you work with your contractions? No, I stood, I think, uh, mo- most of the time I was standing against, uh, leaning against the bed. Mm. Yeah, and my husband was just next to me. I thought I was in quite pain still. But then she came two hours later then and examined me and, uh, <laughs> and then she said, well, you're only one, one or two centimeters <laughs> dilated. And I felt shit. And my husband felt like, oh, all this mess for nothing. I knew it. And I was like, oh, no, he's right again. (laughs) Because this is what happened during the first birth. It was prolonged. I had like a pre-labor. The first birth was a pre-labor for three days. And Mm. it took me a really long time until it really started going there. So what happened to your mental you now when she told mm-hmm. you that she was that you were like one that or two centimeters? That was awful. Then I got scared because up to um, up until this point I'd been quite calm really, and I felt like everything is progressing and everything is better. I feel better. I feel this is like healthy in a way. Mm. But then I felt well, no. How can I be so wrong? I was sure I was about four or five centimeters at least, but I wasn't. But I also felt like, well, okay, now I have to learn from this previous experience. And what I did, didn't, couldn't do then was that I wasn't really able to sleep. And she's, this was at one o'clock, I think, in the night. And she said then, well, okay, probably won't be any baby tonight. You should rest. So she put us to bed and she tucked us in. She uh, did? Yes. So there was a big bed where you both could be? It was a really big bed, in? yeah, exactly. Oh, what, yeah. how lovely. Yeah, it was oh. great. <laughs> yeah, it was a really nice room, really, yeah, big bed where both could lie next to each other. It was spa- really spacey. And mm. uh, she tucked us in and she left the room and she was like, now you just have some sleep and it will be all right. And I just realized then, well, I have to sleep and then just see what happens. I can't do anything else anyway. And my husband just fell asleep for like one second. <laughs> and he started snoring and I I was laying there next to him and trying uh, slumbering in between contractions. And then kind of half waking up when they came and I was just following I remember, I imagine I was like in an elevator going up, 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 up and down, 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 oh. with a 
contraction. Sounds nice. Yeah, it was. It's very calm. Yes, yes, it was. My husband was really <laughs> fast asleep and I was just laying there and almost and thinking like... Mm. Sounds like you felt secure. I was, yeah, I was. I was able to push aside the worries I had, I think. I wasn't focusing on, on them. I was just focusing on getting rest I think no, it's, it's one of the beautiful parts if you can actually surrender yeah, like it yeah, sounds yeah, like you did yeah, yeah. it will help you yeah, and yeah. It's, it's hard it's hard to surrender <laughs> yes it is it is I, I, but I, when you do it's, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. this it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's very helpful for the birth mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes it was and yeah I don't know how I did it but I did it mm. <laughs> yeah so when did the midwife come back to check on you mm, again? Shortly before four o'clock. So this was like, I've been doing this dosing thing for about three hours. Then I just felt like, no, this isn't working any longer. I have to get up. I have to do something else. Then the contractions obviously came, were more intense. Mm, kind of a feeling of being restless. Yes, or yes, I think mm, so. And I went to the mm. toilet and then I, I, she she had her office just next to the toilet. So then I told her like, no, I have to get up. <laughs> and she we came to the, to, to the room and my husband also woke up here. And I started moaning. And he was like, no, you have to be quiet. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't be quiet any longer. I have to do something. Why do you think he said that? I think he read that I had, that you should breathe quietly. And I don't think he, he, he realized that the voice can also help you. It can be a very powerful part. tool. Yeah, 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 yes. But I was like, no, you just shut up. Oh, so you did, did you moan on instinct? Or yeah. had you read about it? Uh, both but it wasn't I I'm I my first birth I was just lying quietly all the time and I kind of felt proud about that but now I just felt like no I have to make these sounds and they will do me good but it was a bit weird it is weird we are not used to 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 make this kind of sound so it is weird but when you go there it's natural and it was good for me. And the midwife then said, well, let's let's put you in a bath. So she um, prepared a bath. And I went in. And then she examined me again. And then I was seven centimeters up. Mm, from just yeah. resting and surrendering. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh. And then I just felt such relief. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I just that progress in like and I didn't do anything <laughs> I was just really relieved and also proud and excited mm. but I wasn't that scared any longer I knew that I came this far and this is this is good and it, from then on it went pretty fast I remember my husband was saying like hey, how long do you think it will take <laughs> on and I was like well how could I know? Which I also said 
But then it got really intense and I started to squeeze his hands and he, he hurt. I think he, he had to remove his wedding ring because... <laughs> you were squeezing him yes, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, the, this questioning from his side, like how many hours, how long do you think it will take? Did this disturb you? No, it didn't. I know how he is. And he didn't. Okay, he doesn't really <laughs> mean anything by that. I mean, it's... Because listening to it, yeah, I, I, know, I think it I would have been pissed off. Like, no. Shut up. It takes the time. But uh, he didn't it. say it. He didn't really mean it like, how long are, uh, are you when finished are you soon? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but it was more like, do you think this, yeah. Checking to see where yeah, you thought you were. Yeah, I mm. think it was more more of that mm. than are you will, will you are you done yeah. <laughs> soon? <laughs> Can we leave? Mm. <laughs> so that wasn't really the case. So no, that didn't really annoy me. But I thought it was a bit of a stupid question that I I remember thinking. But I thought well, it was a typical question of him, but not badly intended. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It was really intense. And then uh, the midwife was in the room and she was like uh, dimming the lights, I think, and then lighting up some candles in the room. And it was really, was really cozy. And then I felt this poof. And I told her that my water just broke. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> and she was like, well, great. Probably it will be fast from now on. So very shortly thereafter, could probably minutes, I felt this pushing sensations, and um, and I thought I wasn't allowed to push. So I because I wasn't, I didn't know how open. She didn't do any examination, and I yeah, was some kind of misunderstanding there. So I I, I tried to hold myself back and mm. not not go with them. But then after a while, I asked her, like, am I allowed to push? And she was like, well, of course. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a relief. And then she actually, she left the room because there in Switzerland, it, it, they want a doctor, an obstetrician to attend the birth the moment when they're born for some reason. So she called, called uh, the doctor. And uh, then she came back and then he was more or less already out of me. <laughs> Mm. And the doctor didn't, yeah, I think she came into the room like, yeah, a minute before he was born or something like that. Yeah. So he was born at nine past five. So only an hour after I went up from bed from sleeping. Mm. Yeah. Can you describe the feeling when he was born? First and foremost, I think I felt relief and it was a huge relief. I said, I think, to the midwife and the doctor afterwards, like, I didn't know that it was, this had been such a, a worry. Like, of course, I knew it, but I, I really felt it in the body that I was so happy and relieved that I was able to have the birth I wanted to and that everything went well. And that was what I felt really strongly relief and of course happiness but yeah I was really happy that he was there I was a little boy we didn't know this and uh, I remember just sitting there and in the in the bath with him on my chest and I was yeah it was completely magical I'm a bit lost for words 
I mean, the world kind of shakes in a way. Yeah, you're yeah. at the center of the universe for yeah. a couple of seconds. Yeah. yeah, everything stops and yeah. yeah, you look very happy talking yeah, about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The listeners yeah. can yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, when I go back to that moment, I, <laughs> but you look I, really, yeah. really happy. Your yeah. eyes sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was probably the most the happiest moment of my life. Definitely. Yeah. You said it was the birth that you had wanted, but mm. was it anything like you had pictured it to be? No. In one sense, no. I didn't I didn't believe that I would be able to be so calm and that it would be so in a way painless. Of course it wasn't painless, but I wasn't that bothered from the pain. But also in a way, of course, it was the birth I wanted if I if I would have been describing my my dream birth before, then I would have described it like that. But I still didn't kind of believe in it. I didn't believe that I would be able to sleep through my own birth. Kind yeah. of hard to believe that you can yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and rest the baby out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I did that. And that was cool. What do you think the factors were that made this into such a positive experience for you? That I was able to trust my body and follow my instincts and that I was able to leave this negative experiences behind that they didn't I didn't let them take over and also that I was able to give birth the way I wanted to I was the one who gave birth and it was my own body and and I did it on my own. Sounds yeah. like you felt that you were in charge. I was in charge. So yeah. has this experience changed how you look upon yourself and your abilities? Yes, I think so. It was an amazing, amazingly empowering experience. And I feel much stronger. And I think I got more confidence had you found this, because I, I love to call it a superpower when we tap into that well of knowledge we mm. have within the body. Did you know that you had this superpower to just trust the body within you? Yes, I did know it, but I still couldn't really believe it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Or I wanted to believe I had that, but because of the first birth experience, I was like just like... I couldn't I couldn't believe that I could do that. Mm, no, that experience me, yeah, didn't prove yeah, you right. Yeah, no. exactly. So what did the support from the midwife and your husband mean to you? The midwife was really important, I think, because she saw that uh, I needed this just just calming, like, okay, you just need to sleep. So sleep. I think she did exactly the right thing there because that was, I think, the crucial moment where it could have turned out wrong for me, but it didn't. I was able there to kind of shift focus and I think that was much her her doing. It sounds like she trusted you. Yeah, I think so. She And maybe she, that was yeah, the key yeah, thing. Yeah, Do you yeah, think so? Yeah, maybe, yeah. So would you say that you have healed your first birth experience that wasn't so positive for you? almost traumatic yeah with this birth yes oh, yes definitely 
Uh, not completely when in, in my third pregnancy, it all came up again a little bit. Mm. But I knew then that this was, I can give birth. Mm. You had another track record. Yeah, and that made quite a lot. Of, I don't think I ever can heal that experience, actually. Mm. But I, I can accept it. And my second birth was such, it was so empowering and, and really healing. But it will never heal completely. Yeah, I love that you say that because we talk so much about healing a bad birth experience. Yeah. But just like you explain it, I think it's so much more important that we just accept it. And that can be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that birth happened and it was not a good experience. And it will be like that. What were the key things you think that helped you stay so calm and focused? I think that I was able to be there uh, mentally. I wasn't just at that very moment. I was able to not to think about what is to come and what had been. I just like kind of, yeah, I could be there in every contraction at that very moment. And I was like, okay, now we'll sleep. Now it's a contraction. Now I sleep. <laughs> okay, so you had this, yeah. you talked about the elevator yeah, going yeah, up yeah, and down. So you yeah. had this, you worked with mm. pictures or you had this dialogue within you? I think I talking had to kind yourself. of, yeah, more or less, yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, I've had this elevator thing. And then I also had this uh, children's rhyme in Swiss German that I was repeating in my head as well. Oh, during the contractions? Yeah, during the contractions. Ah, yeah. and what did that do to you to repeat the rhyme? It just gave me a rhythm, I guess, mm. to to rest in. I love all these little tricks women have. <laughs> yeah. To and stay focused and calm. And, yeah, and it just came spontaneously. There wasn't anything I figured out or I was thinking, but I all uh, all the time, my, my little son, he loved this rhyme, so I was all the time saying it. And because of that, it was just stuck to my head. And it helped. <laughs> I love it. And this kind of, yeah. Was there any time during this birth that you felt, um, uh, except when she said that you were only dilated one to two centimeters, <laughs> yeah. was there another time during the birth where you felt a little bit disheartened? No, not really. That was the moment. But apart from that, no, because I felt all the time that I'm progressing. And you felt it within yeah, you. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it didn't really remind me of the first birth either it was different it was different setting it was different staff everything was different it was just me and my husband who uh, yeah were the same and but we talked about that before starting mm. recording also that it's really hard to know the first time you gave birth, it's so hard to advocate for yourself. Yeah, like you said yeah. that you were, uh, you weren't really allowed to stand up, or they wanted you to yeah, lay down, yeah. and they kind of turned you like a pig yeah. over uh, an open fire to grill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I felt that way. <laughs> That's, um, and I hear that so many times that the first time it's, um, it's hard to really stand your ground, and mm -hmm. the second time it's so much easier. Yes, it is. To know what you want to do and also to know what you don't want to do. Yeah, I think it's easier to know what you need to do 
because you know your body better. Yeah. I mean, you you're you're in your first birth. You're of course you're uh, moving into spaces you never entered before. Mm, that's so true. Yeah, and this is difficult. And because of that, I think it's difficult to advocate for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Which we also talked about a little bit because you had the sensation in your body that you didn't want to lay down. No, I really wanted to stand, but they were like, no, you have to lay down. You're so tired. And I couldn't say anything there. So maybe that's something we can give to the women listening that are having their first baby. Like if you get that feeling that you want to do something else and they advise you to, like try and stand your ground because uh, it will help you feel empowered. Definitely, definitely. But it's hard. It's really hard. It is Mm -hmm. very difficult. And we want to be good girls. Yeah, yes, exactly. You don't want to be messy or... No, you want to be a good girl. You want them to like you and you know that you are dependent on them. (laughs) So you want to please them, which is not always good for yourself because you're not pleasing yourself and your wishes. No, so no, no. so uh, I usually say that, bring the bitch into the bathroom too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is hard also. But yeah. maybe you can have a trusted friend or a partner that can be the bitch for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so if there would be one advice or wisdom you would like to pass forward to the women listening from your experience, what would that be? That even if you believe that it, this isn't possible, maybe it is anyway. And just kind of stay calm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing a beautiful story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Positive Birth Story Podcast. And thank you, dear Clara, for sharing your beautiful story about overcoming fear by staying present and in the moment. As an experienced midwife, I would say it's almost always worth exploring the option for a vaginal birth after a C-section. If it's not advised against due to medical circumstances, of course. A new experience can, like Clara said, be healing in that sense that you, instead of just a bad experience, now have a bad and a very high possibility for a good one. And the second time around, you, as an experienced mom, are much more likely to do it your way, just like Clara describes. Please help more women find their way to the podcast by rating it on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. And also by rating my website on the thepositivebirthstorypodcast.com on Google. Here you can also find really interesting links for reading more about birth, and you can read more about me and my mission. Bye for now!